friends, welcome to the Self-Care Sisterhood Podcast, where we're all about taking action and making progress towards what matters most. My name's Brittany, and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to empower and equip hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and love and serve from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self, navigate sticking points, and get real and raw about what it takes to be on journey. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. I wanna help you live your best life. So welcome, let's dive in. Ah, you guys, we are doing it. Happy Wednesday, happy midweek motivation. I am Brittany Frost and I'm a coach. I'm a community builder and I am your self-care BFF. And I'm so excited because today is the first midweek motivation that I'm doing live uh, on camera. And I'm just, I'm so stinging excited to start this series with you guys. Um, But my heart truly, it's to equip and empower hardworking, purpose-driven women like yourself, like me, like you, um, to take care of yourself not in some selfish way, but so that you can then go out and serve and love others um, really, really well. I want you to be taken care of so that you can take care of all the people that you take care of, all the purposes you take care of, um, and be in the places that you need to be. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe that we were not meant to do life or our journeys of growth, progress, alone. We are so much better together. So welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Quick backstory. Today is our first, our first like episode. Um, I got my coffee. I I want this to feel like, I kind of want this to feel like a podcast in a sense where you could just like take me in your car. You could take me while you're getting ready for the day. You could take me out on your walk, wherever you take me. But I I want you to feel like this is your little midweek pep talk. That's going to get you motivated to take some action, to do the dang thing, because truthfully, that's how we make progress. We don't make progress by just sitting around and doing nothing. We make progress when we actually take steps forward. So my goal with this every week is to come in and share a topic, share something that's on my heart and help you get tangible motivation from it, but tangible tools that can help you take steps in the direction of your desire. So quick backstory on today's topic, which is a fresh perspective on self-care. There's a lot to today's topic. And so I'm really going to try to keep it. I want to keep these quick. I want to keep these like under 20 minutes so that this can literally be like your companion while you're driving to work or getting ready in the morning or whatever. But the backstory is in 2016, I had left my full-time job as an elementary school teacher and I was transitioning into this space where I was pursuing my goals as a health and fitness coach. And it was a big transition, not just in identity shift of my career, but it was also a really big transition in where I was living and just kind of what was happening in life at that time. Because my, at that time, fiance, he lived in California and I was living in Miami as a school teacher. And when he proposed, I basically decided to take this giant leap of faith, leave the classroom, pursue what was laid on my heart to go empower women in their physical self-care and also move across the country to California where my uh, fiance at the time was living and just like start life fresh. And it was 
both exciting <laughs> and really scary. And in that season was the very first time that I faced debilitating. And I tell you, debilitating depression. Um, and I sought treatment in the form of medication for my depression. And I also sought treatment in the form of therapy. Um, but I'm a fixer by nature. I'm hardworking, like give me a goal and I'm going to go for it. Like I freaking love showing up and, and moving the needle forward. And so I wanted to also take matters in my own hands and really lean into like, how could I also heal myself? Like what natural paths could I take to ensure that I was strong, mind, body, spirit. And that's really where a lot of you guys probably came into my story, if you've been following me for a long time, is really the space where I was super empowered to help women um, take care of themselves. And, and what you probably know me for up until this point is really leaning into the physical aspect of self-care. Um, and, and that is so important. I will preach from the mountaintops how important it is to get adequate rest and how important it is to hydrate and how important it is to eat and fuel yourself uh, according to how that makes you feel, right? Like less junk, less processed stuff, more uh, meals cooked at home. I will forever be preaching that. Moving your body in ways that are meaningful. I love the physical self-care aspect. Um, but on my journey towards healing... I started to realize that physical self-care was not the only component that allowed us to actually get what we needed, right? So a lot of times we're like, you know, I need some self-care. I need, I need a day where I can pamper myself or take care of myself. And while baths and spa days are great, um, if your body isn't in need of physical self-care, if you don't take a moment to actually ask, what do I need right now? you might give yourself that spa day, you might give yourself that bubble bath, and then you get out and you're still feeling meh, you're still feeling kind of blah. Because while physical self-care is important, it's not the only form. And I started to have this like awakening in the last year and some change where I was like, man, I'm missing out on serving and supporting so many women because all you know, my bubble was really about was moving your body and making a meal plan. And again, I love those things, but I really, really felt called to step into a space where I could really talk through self-care in a holistic way that doesn't just touch on the workouts, that doesn't just touch on what you put into your body with, in terms of food, right? And so that's where it's kind of where, what brought me to this place today. It started with like a mess of debilitating depression. I started on this journey of healing myself and then realizing that physical self-care wasn't the only thing that I was doing, but yet it was the only thing I was teaching. Right. And so here I am like trying to do a better, a better way. Um, and so I want to go over the different types of self-care because this might be like super new to you. And if it is, I'm, I'm like, seriously, so excited. I've got to take a sip of my coffee because we're going to get into some like really amazing content. And I feel like you're going to have some ahas right now. So different types of self-care. I'm going to quick go through the different, the seven different ones that I personally lean into. Now there could be more, you could say there's less, but I personally love looking at these seven 
types of self-care. And then I really want to leave you with something tangible to take away so that you can walk out of this time together and you can go take action. You can be like, wow, like actually self-care isn't all that difficult. So before I even get into that, let me back up and say that self-care gets the stigma that it's one more thing on your to-do list. That self-care is, you know, I'm busy. Mm, I have this conversation with women all the time and they're like, Brittany, I like, I'd love to do those things. I'm just really busy. I'm in a season of overwhelm. And I'm like, yes. And you now, like you, my friend, are the one that needs self-care because self-care isn't just one more thing on your plate. And then all the plates come crashing down. It's a tool that I believe I weave in and out of my day-to-day life that allows me to show up as my best self because I'm filled up now I can go help others. It's like the oxygen mask analogy, right? On the airplane where they're like, you know, hey, if this plane's going down, probably not a good idea to put on your child's mask first or your husband's mask or your neighbor. You should put on your oxygen mask so that you know that you're taken care of. You're right in your head. You're right in your mind. And then because your oxygen is flowing, like you're doing okay, you can turn to the person next to you who might be struggling and you can support them. You can serve and you can love from the overflow of your oxygen, right? And that's how I view self-care. I am my best self when I first show up and make sure that I'm taken care of. Again, not in a selfish way, but because I know I want to go out and work hard and pursue a a purpose-driven life, right? that leaves impact and a mark on people for the better. But I can't do that if I'm not well, okay? So that's kind of where we're at. Um, And self-care, I want you to think about weaving it, right? Weaving self-care throughout your day-to-day, throughout your week-to-week, your life, not adding it to a stack that's gonna make everything fall down. Deal? Okay, so seven types, let's get into them. So number one is mental self-care. Mental self-care is cultivating and strengthening a healthy mindset. Sometimes this can be through curiosity or um, maybe learning a new skill, but mental self-care deals with like the matters of your mindset. It's that, it's a lot of times that voice, especially ladies can probably understand that. It's that voice that we hear sometimes on loop in our head telling us, if, and that's a, that's an indicator. Is it telling us like we have a healthy, strong mindset or is it constantly tearing us down? Right. Number two is your emotional self-care and emotional self-care really deals with the matters of the heart and your overall emotions. Um, it's really feeling the full range of emotions, not suppressing emotions and making sure that you have healthy coping strategies. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole episode on healthy coping strategies and maybe we will, but I, in my past, did not have healthy coping strategies for my emotional self-care, uh, which impacted my mindset as well. So these two kind of go a little hand in hand. Um, and I love this one. So this one's going to be super juicy. Number three is your physical self-care. This is the one that most of us are super familiar with, and this is taking care of your body, but again, in a variety of ways. So this looks like nutrition. This looks like adequate sleep. This looks like moving your body, uh, heart health, all those things, right? Um, taking your supplements, like this is adulting in its finest form. Uh, the fourth one is going to be your environmental self-care. Now, this is dealing with and taking care of the spaces and places that you are surrounded by. So your home, uh, but this could also be your job, your work environment. This could be your social circle to an extent. We will talk a little bit more about social here in a second, but 
It could be your surroundings of the people you surround yourself with um, and your environment. Also, this one is important to note that your environment, number one, it shifts. It shifts as you, as you shift. Think about um, as a child or, or as, as an infant, a, a parent would have a room prepped for an infant to come home, right? They would have the crib and they'd have like the changing station and maybe like a, a rocking chair uh, and, and, and infant appropriate surroundings, right? And then as the child grows, their environment needs to grow with them. And so maybe we get like the big kid bed, right? And, and the crib goes away and the changing station goes away. And now we have a dresser and the clothes switch out and our environment changes it morphs as we grow and what's crazy is as i think about this a lot of times i consider that you know we do this for children an infant and then into their toddler bed and then into like their their elementary school room and then it's like their teenage room and then we go to college and it's our dorm room and then we get out of college and we get our our first place and then maybe we get married but it's somewhere in that zone of like when you enter into like that adulthood space where we stop monitoring our environment. Sometimes we get stuck in our environment and it, even if we're growing, we don't allow our environment to grow with us or even worse, maybe we stop growing because we stop allowing our environment to grow and that stifles us. So environment, ooh, environmental self-care. This one is so good because we do have to take inventory and ownership if our surrounding is no longer serving where we are or where we're going. Okay, that's number four. Number five is your spiritual self-care. Now I'm Christian and I like sold out on Jesus, but this is not a religion. I want you to hear me on that. This is not a religion specific self-care. This is spiritual self-care is taking care of your soul, but it's also understanding that you, my friend, have purpose. You have um, direction in your life. You have a reason for being here. And, and sometimes if we feel purposeless in our life, that's a clear indicator that our spiritual self-care is crying out for attention. So we'll talk about that in a second. Um, relational self-care. Now, I know self-care is in and of itself for yourself, um, but we weren't made to do life alone. We just were not made to do life alone. And so your relational self-care, it can look at it can look like your uh, friendships. It can look like your relationships in your work environment. It can look like your intimate relationship with your spouse or your partner. Um, and it can also look like relationships with your children, with your child. And it can also look like maybe family relationships. If you look extended out, like your, your parents, your siblings, things like that. Okay. So your relational self-care is important and it's something to look at. Uh, this is cultivating again, healthy relationships, understanding when re relationships are no longer serving you or understanding healthy boundaries in relationships, but we weren't ma made to do life alone. So I know in my personal journey at times when I felt really, Oh, really blah. A lot of times it's because I haven't gone out and hung out with like humans in a while. Like I'm literally here with my dogs and like, okay, Brie, you got to get out of the house and like go have like a decent conversation with a human that gets you. Um, but this is also, again, like if your marriage feels like it's lost a little luster, how are you pouring into that? Where does the self-care for your marriage look? What does that look like? Um, maybe the relationship you're cultivating with your children, how does that look? Okay. And then the last one, this one's super fun. 
recreational self-care. This is literally getting back to that inner child, that, that version of you that would get lost in something for hours because it was just fun. It was just natural. Um, it's the play, it's the adventures, it's the hobbies. And that is a part of self-care that sometimes as adults, we completely lose touch with. Okay. So let me give you some quick examples because again, I don't want self-care to feel like one more thing on your list. I want it to feel woven. I want you to walk away today and say, okay, I can do this. I can weave. I, I always thought I had to take a bath to like take care of myself. And now I'm realizing like, maybe it's a phone call to my mom, right? Maybe that's self-care today. And so I want to give you some like really small tangible ways that you can weave this into your day-to-day. -day. So for example, mental self-care, maybe your brain is feeling zapped at the end of the day. You're just like dunzo zapped. First of all, that's an indicator that your brain, your mental self-care needs attention, okay? That is like red flag, brain is zapped. Now, I heard this and I love this and I wanna share it with you guys that sometimes our mental self-care, the way that we care for that can look different from person to person based on what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So for example, if you're somebody that you work with your hands all day, you have a very um, active job, then your mental self-care could actually look more like uh, your headspace. So if you work with your hands, you relax with your head kind of thing. Um, if you are, if you're more of a mental worker, like you work on your, you know, writing content all day or, uh, you know, you're creative, you're, you're creating things. If that's kind of like where you are, where you are solving problems in your job. Um, if you are more in the mental capacity, then sometimes the way we release that is with our hands. <laughs> so, um, mental self-care I've struggled with this sometimes because sometimes my brain is so zapped at the end of the day, but I don't need to go read another book or listen to another podcast. I actually need like this to quiet down. And so I wanted to say that immediately to encourage you, because even if your brain is zapped, sometimes that doesn't mean that your brain needs like more. Okay. But mental self-care. Um, and so that, that might just already give you like freedom right now. Like, okay, at the end of the day, my brain is zapped. I'm a very hands-on person during the day. So this might mean I just need like a meditation for like 10 minutes, turn on an app, meditate for 10, call it good. Maybe that's just quietly driving, drive home in silence in your car, right? Like don't turn on the radio. You just need like some decompression time. Um, and then for me, like my brain is going, going, going all day. So mental self-care for me is not to plug more into my brain. Sometimes mental self-care for me can look like working on a new skill. So like, honestly, this sounds so crazy, but like I love doing projects and DIYs. So it can look like going outside and like sanding furniture if I'm like working on a furniture flip because like that working with my hands makes my brain just kind of calm down. Um, emotional self-care. Let's talk about this one. Emotional self-care could look like if you are, if you find it hard to control your emotions, hi, <laughs> me, I'm talking about me. Um, you find it hard to control your emotions and or the emotions of other people have like a deep impact on you where like someone's having a bad day and now you are 100% having a bad day. Emotional self-care is really caring for that matter of the heart and, and looking inward. And so for me, honestly, like numero uno is therapy because it gives me a chance to talk something out. But if you're like not in a space where you can go to therapy, you can always try online therapy. Like that's a, an amazing option. Um, but even talking with somebody that you really, really trust and can hold space for those emotions is excellent for this form of self-care. So that could literally just be like you on your car ride home, calling somebody, getting it off your chest and like moving on, not just suppressing those emotions. 
Um, physical self-care. You might need, be in need of physical self-care if you feel low in energy. Maybe you haven't been feeling your best lately. And you guys, this is as simple as like, hi, grab a bottle of water and make sure you don't leave home without it. Everywhere you go, take water with you. Like you need water. Um, this could also look like, hey, take some melatonin tonight and actually get a good night of sleep, right? Mental self-care could also just be like, maybe I need a brain break and I need, or I'm sorry, physical self-care could look like needing a brain break from your job. And so you just go outside on your lunch break and you take a walk. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving. I've got some notes. So like, I just want to make sure I don't miss anything with you guys today. It's so, there's so much good stuff. I hope you're with me. Um, environmental self-care. Okay. This is the one that we talked about, like the child outgrowing their space and, and understanding that as adults, that happens as well. But maybe for you, you lately can't feel, you don't feel productive or it's been hard for you to focus at work. Guys, this could be as simple as like, when I sit down to work to get my brain to be like, it's time we're in it. I light a candle. I set like some mood music. Um, this could be like, before you go to bed at night, just take 15 minutes to make sure like the kitchen's tidied up. The dishes are in the dishwasher, like your water bottles filled for tomorrow. Um, I don't have children yet, but I have dogs that love to throw their toys everywhere. And so every night, like clockwork before I go to bed, I will pick up their toys and put them back into the toy basket for them. And that helps me in the morning to wake up and like be like, ah, my space is okay. You know, and so if you feel like your space has been stressing you out, you don't need to go do a full overhaul um, and like, you know, what do you call that? Marie Kondo at all. You don't have to do that, but, but you can take small steps each day. You can, you can set your environment up to serve you better. Okay. This could also be like, maybe your, your office stresses, you're stressed out at work. So maybe you go and you take your lunch in your car that day, or you take your lunch uh, out in nature and you just sit on a bench and enjoy some sunshine and also enjoy your lunch. That's environmental self-care. Spiritual self-care. Again, this is not religion-based. This is about your soul care. And that could mean religion for you and a formal place of worship. Absolutely. Um, but this is just you under getting down that path of looking at like, where's my clarity? Where's my purpose? Where's my direction? So if you have been lacking that lately, if you feel purposeless, like you don't have, you need some clarity, you need some direction in life, guys, setting some goals next week is going to be so good for this. So make sure you come back because we're going to be talking all about like wrapping up Q1 and looking ahead at Q2, but setting goals for yourself that helps you get some clarity, some direction, some purpose. Um, even just putting on for me, like some praise and worship music when I'm having one of those days where I'm like, man, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I on the right path? That helps me. Um, but even, uh, even just again, like taking a 10 minute meditation or a walk outside, sometimes your spiritual self-care just needs that moment of like <sighs> breathing out so that you can start to quiet the noise and tune into your best and highest self. Right. Okay. Relational self-care. Okay. This is when you're feeling alone, maybe isolated, maybe feeling disconnected from people that matter most to you. This can be very simple. Okay. This doesn't have to be an extra, like you don't have to take an extravagant date night with your spouse every week, but maybe it's an intentional night. Like every Sunday night, Charlie and I, we freaking love doing this thing on Sundays where we will do like dinner and a movie and we do it at home. We have our Sunday dinner and then one of us picks the movie and it's just intentional. It's just intentional, you guys. It doesn't have to be 
an, a dinner out and a movie out. You don't even have to spend extra money to do these things. Like we're just pouring back into our marriage and being intentional every week and we make it fun. Um, sometimes we do it outside and we make a fire and we make memories with it. Um, maybe this is with your kids. Maybe instead of asking your child when you pick them up from school today, how was your day? Maybe you say, who was nice to you today? What did? What is one thing you learned today that you didn't know before? Who ate lunch with you today? What did you talk about? And, and really digging into like getting into their day versus like, how was your day? Because that's a, sometimes that's an overwhelming question, even as an adult, because you're like, well, it's fully loaded. And so like, you end up being like, it was fine. And so what, rather than doing that, like asking your child a better question to get better answers out and build that connection with your, with your child. Also, it gets some insight as to like, who are they talking to? And what are those relationships looking like in school for them? Um, recreational self-care last one. So this is you. If you feel like adulting is hard, <laughs> there's so much pressure in your life. And you can't even remember the last time like that you got lost in something fun or even laughed like so hard that you peed your pants or almost peed your pants. Recreational self-care is probably where you need to pour back in. And this is you just getting back to fun. This is you saying, oh my gosh, I Pinterest this recipe like eight years ago when Pinterest first came out and I still haven't tried it. And that's you just like going to the grocery store, gathering the materials and saying, I'm going to make this recipe. Maybe it's recreational could be silly. Like maybe you loved dyeing Easter eggs as a kid and Hey, we're coming up on, on Easter soon. So maybe it's you saying, I'm going to dye Easter eggs this year. It's going to be fun. We're just going to, and like, make it fun, make it fun. Um, recreational self-care could be a form of movement that you loved as a kid. So did you love rollerblading or roller skating as a kid? Like, could you lace those back up? Did you love riding your bike? Maybe you could get back on a bike. I don't know what that is for you, but you do. So what are those things? What were those hobbies? What do you just find fun? And how can you at least, you don't, maybe it's not an everyday thing, right? Like self-care doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, it's every single day, but can you weave it in once a week? Can you find one day a week where you're like, Today, I am going back to my childhood and I am going to fill in the blank. I'm going to uh, paint. I'm going to work on a puzzle. I'm going to, you know, and, and do the thing that was so fun for you. As a kid, I love to read. And so reading for me is a form, it can be, especially when it's fiction-based, can be a form of self-care in the recreational aspect because I'm getting back to that inner child that just loved picking up books and escaping in them. Okay, so last thing I'm going to leave you with, you guys. Now it's just time to rate. Rate each. First of all, find one or two areas. Go back to those lists of seven. Mental, emotional, physical, uh, environmental, spiritual, recreational, and relational. Go back to those seven. Rate yourself on a scale one to 10. Find one or two areas. What were your highest areas? And pause for a second and actually acknowledge that you're doing great in certain areas. Sometimes I think like we have a hard time celebrating ourselves as adults. And so I want you to find those one or two areas that you're like, okay, I feel like, you know what? She went through this list, recreational self-care. I've actually been having a lot of fun lately. And, um, and I've been, I've actually been doing really great with my environment. So I'm like really proud of myself in those two areas. Like celebrate yourself recognize that you already have woven habits throughout your day-to-day -day and use that as ammunition that it's possible to create woven habits in the other areas too. It's just, you haven't practiced them enough yet, right? So maybe in the areas that you're highest, you've just been practicing those woven habits. Now it's time to weave some new ones, okay? So what are those other two areas? 
Just acknowledge it. Look at the two low areas and say, okay, these two areas have gotten put on the back burner and it's time we move them a little bit forward, okay? And so maybe the back burner for you has looked like your uh, physical self-care. Okay, this week, I'm taking a bottle with me everywhere I go. That's it. I'm just going to look at water rules. I'm just going to track my hydration, okay? We don't have to go, you don't have to like, you know, New Year's resolution it and like go get a Planet Fitness gym membership and like go, you don't have to do all that. Like, you don't have to do all that. Find one tiny thing that you can start weaving in and create habits so then you can just stack those habits on top, okay? And that's the that's really the secret sauce of all this is take action. Identify your top two, celebrate and acknowledge that you already have woven habits that you've created, Proof positive that you can create new ones in other areas. Find those one or two areas that are lacking and really challenge yourself coming out of this moment. How can you take small action in those direction, in the direction that's going to fill you up most, right? Figure out what you need and what you need every day is going to look different. What you need every week, every season, it's going to look different. So today you might've said, wow, I'm really rocking this and this. And then next week you're like, Ooh, I think I need to focus on that. Okay. So make sure that you are going back, tracking, looking at it and a little bonus for you guys. As I leave you a little bonus, I have a freebie on my website. I actually have it uh, here on, uh, on all my platforms. If you just click the link, it's going to give you access to a free tracker because here's the thing. These are habits, self-care when you're weaving it in, what are they really? It's fancy for habits. That's a fancy way to say we've got habits that are serving us, serving our highest self. And so how do we create habits that serve our best self? We track them. We show up to those actions, behaviors consistently long enough that they can become a habit in our life. And so the only way for us to create those habits that serve us and move us in the direction of our desires is to simply show up to them consistently. And I find tracking is like one of the best ways. It's fun for me. I love a good checklist. I will, I will check, I will checklist my life away. I love it. Um, and so I've created a couple different trackers for you that you can snag for free. Just tap the link in my bio. Um, you can go to inspirebeautybrit.com slash tracker, no S, just tracker, inspirebeautybrit.com slash tracker. And you can snag free trackers there. Just throw in your email, snag your trackers, and then start tagging me on social. Tag me in how you're showing up and caring for yourself. What self, what does self-care look like for you right now? There's a water tracker that you can get your hands on. There's my favorite tracker for how I win my morning and best practices to set my day up for success. And there's even a tracker in there that's just an overall self-care tracker, mind, body, spirit. You guys, I'm rooting for you always. Like I said, I am a coach, I'm a community builder, and I'm your self-care BFF. I am here to equip and empower you with tools that are going to help you take care of yourself so that you can go out and love and serve from that overflow. So I hope today did just that. I can't wait. Share this uh, with people who you think would need it. Tag me if, if this spoke to you. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys right back here next Wednesday for another dose of midweek motivation. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love today's topic, it would mean the world to me if you shared this on your social to help spread the word. Tag me at InspireBeautyBrit so I can see what you're loving and learning along the way. All right, friend, till next time, let's go out there, take some action.